My name is Dimitri, and I'm a productivity and minimalism enthusiast. I'm Chance. I'm a philosophy and ethics enthusiast. And you're listening to the Rise Productive Podcast. The show where productivity meets philosophy. And what it means to build a better life. Enjoy the show. If you're listening to this, you are not on our private subscriber feed, and you will only be hearing a portion of this episode. If you'd like to listen to the full-length episode, you'll need to go to riseproductive.com membership or sign up on your favorite podcasting app for exclusive access. From there, you'll also get access to our exclusive newsletter, the weekly pour-over, our private members-only Discord community, and any other subscriber-only content. So if you enjoy what we are doing here, please consider becoming a member. I feel like at, I feel like at some point here, I'm just going to become the human embodiment of controlled chaos. <laughs> I was reading, I was listening back to the last episode, the number of times we were just like, overwhelmed controlled chaos controlled chaos like we got this we got this like just trying to hold on to the, every thread that we can it, it was funny it was a good intro yeah it's like ha- has it gotten better in the last week maybe hard to tell really hard to tell and i think it's, I mean, yeah, this is gonna be something you gotta look at in the aggregate something in the long term well it's like so so for those of you that don't know a lot of things going on right chance starting law school me decided to take on notion clients and that's always been an option. But then when it comes, you're like, oh, that requires work for the money. So that's how that goes. And then you're like, oh, I post daily. And I edit a lot. So like, how do I time juggle? And then and then there's like actual life things. Like they announced the student loan forgiveness thing. And I spent like multiple hours on a call. Like talking you know like you just like random things are coming up in life too you know it's like geez louise man i don't i don't know is this gonna slow down maybe do i want it to maybe not (laughs) i love the thrill yeah my head has been on the sand on the student loan thing like we got on the call and i was like i've just been either running reading or doing some like other obligation every moment in my life and it's like i haven't had time to actually look down and like read about this but i absolutely need to because um, consequential for a lot of people, including me. So that's exciting. But um, yeah, I'm um, just like, I, I'm like, I understand why some lawyers are just so out of the loop on things. Like, um, it's so do easy. Do you want a TLDR? Do you want a TLDR? TLDR? No, I'm okay. I don't need the TLDR. I can find that on Reddit if I want. How are you doing, Dimitri? Aside from the controlled chaos embodiment. I don't know. It's just like, I'm I'm constantly like moving around from all these different ideas. The YouTube channel is what it is. It's just a matter of do I want to offload things? You know, do I want to offload editing? Do I want to offload scheduling? Do I want to offload honestly crazy idea? I should offload hmm, no, should I? I should offload the majority of things outside of recording and the title. Because I have become the title king. I don't know if <laughs> I don't know if you you've you've seen this recently, but my click through rate is hilarious. Uh, like I had a fifteen percent click through rate on a video called Notion Spreadsheets uh, Rose Review, and I'm like, how did that? I don't know. Um, <laughs> actually, actually, I had a fifteen percent click through rate on a video that was literally about how to make the Notion if formula easier. But the way I titled this, honestly, I feel like rude sometimes now. Cause, cause I'm not lying, right? It's like, it's not clickbait if you're not lying. So for example, did you see the video or see that it was recently posted 
the video titled Fixing the Worst Notion Issue. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That is literally about an easy step-by-step guide on how to use the Notion if formula and like in multiple layers of the if formula Notion, like getting getting it so that people fully understand how to do it once and how to do it like infinite number of times. I had that titled something completely different. And then right before I posted it, I was like, no, people aren't going to click on that. How do I title <laughs> this? How do I title this really boring formula concept to be something hype? And then it became one of the most pushed videos on my channel ever. And I'm like, lol. Yeah, it's already at a K. Over a K. Yeah, like the Notion OneNote video is almost at 3K, which is probably one of my most surprising videos of all time. Uh, I don't know. It's just, there's a lot of good. Like YouTube just feels good right now. Like outside of the stress of the the workload, um, every time I'm doing it and I feel like accomplished, I'm like, man, I'm picking the right thing to spend my time. So that's that's a win. Outside of that, I'm going to try to take a vacation for once, like take a real weekend, actually. I think most of my vacation this next week will, or not next, it's it's coming up. It's coming up. I'm forgetting when it is. Uh, and I'll just enjoy taking time away from my computer, you know? Yeah, that'll be nice. That'll be good for you. I think the, I'm full agreement on the thing where you were saying like, you feel really fulfilled doing the YouTube thing. And like, even though it's hard, even though it's a lot, it is fulfilling. I was actually just thinking about this the other day. I was like in the midst of like some kind of reading or assignment for law school. And I was like, you know, I just like, this is really hard. And I think in undergrad, sometimes yeah. I would get a little annoyed with how hard it is because I was like, at the end of the day, it's just philosophy. Like yeah. all I'm doing is like learning to like think better and get a good grade. Like this will never translate in any bigger way, like consequentially for like myself as a career or like for society with others. But now I'm like doing this stuff and I'm like, okay, not only do I find this super interesting, but like I'm fulfilled. Like I feel like this is like making an impact, something I care about. It just makes me like realize like how grateful I am for all the other parts of my life too. And so it's like go, 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 but it really is making me appreciate every part of life. Like every run I go out for now, I've been running by myself a lot and it's like, you know what? Like it's beautiful out. Like the lake is beautiful. I'm healthy. Like life is good. And then I go to class and hang out with friends and I just have absolute gratitude for everything. So I think law school has been really fun in that aspect. So that's how kind of how nice. I've been. It's been nonstop, but um, enjoying the ride. Yeah, like you texted me this last week or two weeks ago that like when you're done with law school, you want to like work for Rice Productive, yada yada yada. And it was very touching. And like you also said something about my video, the time blocking, like the problem with time blocking video. And it occurred to me in that moment, and then a couple more comments came in that week. It occurred to me that people, like I found my spot. You know what I mean? Like Mimi, high production value, productivity slash app videos. Um, and people get it, you know? And it like makes me feel like I found my spot. And then from then on out, it's like, it's just a matter of time. Like I had an epiphany probably on Thursday. I was sitting with my mom. And I was like, you know what? I, I think I just realized that it's going to happen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. 
like and and as much as there's a lot of work right now the reason there's a lot of work is because i work like (laughs) a job and that so it's like i just realized it's gonna happen and it's just a matter of time and i had a couple comments this week like this might be my favorite comment of all time sorry for this this long read but basically a video i dropped last week was just me ranting about the fact that mac apps don't also have windows apps like what the hell is that um, <laughs> and i can't review you someone give me a macbook for free jokingly and then people people emailed me saying they'd give me their macbooks i don't know if i told you this no you didn't That's i got a couple crazy. emails from people saying like yeah i'll give you my old macbook i'm like ah, eh, macbook air one is like from 2008 i don't literally don't think that would work but the sentiment makes me like want to cry because that's great yeah that's a, that's amazing yeah so this guy goes dimitri your content is really great your delivery is fantastic you have fresh things to say you're funny and the editing's great the sheer number of videos you've already produced makes my head spin you will absolutely be able to quit the day job and do this full time if you want to soon that being said you have to know that the video is a little silly of course there are apps built for mac only as there are a ton of windows apps and certainly there are apps that are far better on windows than mac vice versa he basically goes on to say that like your whole point about saying just hire a Windows developer is pretty snobby, and the title is a little clickbaity since you just put the problem with craft docs. And then halfway through the comment, he goes, because this is a long comment, I summarized a bit. He goes, or I suddenly realize as I'm writing this that this is genius. You're wanting me to click to hear what you have to say about craft, but instead I get a rant about how you'd love to review Mac-only apps when you don't have a Mac which might bait me into commenting or disliking, which helps the algorithm, which brings more people to this channel, which allows you to be a full-time content creator sooner. Very sneaky. And as a full-time YouTuber, you'd be able to then buy a Mac because I'd love to hear more about your actual thoughts. I'm like, this guy gets it. I'm like, people get me now. This is amazing. That might be the best comment I'll ever receive. That's so funny. I need to go and read that. That was on the Craft Docs one. Yeah, the problem with Craft Docs. He got a picture of Craft Docs and the checkbox, which is Things logo. So, like, he meta understood exactly what I was doing. I'm like, I'm not saying there's genius to what I'm doing. But a lot of people don't notice those kind of, like, meta things when you do make a YouTube video. And I'm like, this is the best comment I will ever receive. Oh, that's so funny, man. I love that. Wow. I'm got annoyed comment right now he was like he was like he, he had an epiphany <laughs> mid comment he's like i love what you're doing but dude this was stupid wait it's genius i'm like wait <laughs> i'm like snaps bro and that's the whole point like i love what i'm doing i'm i'm gonna be a little stupid at times because you know what the productivity app space needs humor it just needs it i think and if it doesn't need it i'm bringing it regardless so it needs humor i think a lot of parts of life need more humor. Like it, it, and this is what I've been realizing in my law class too, is like some of this stuff is boring and like our professors know yeah. that, but if you bring the right attitude, the right approach to it, like the right kind of teacher who gets enthusiastic about this stuff, then it can be really good. And like it does exist for a reason. Like productivity apps exist for a reason. They really can't help people, but they can be very unattractive at times without the right teacher. And so I'm glad that you bring like the Mimi kind of fun side to it man i'm reading this comment right now that's so long i know it's like he he was just so it's long it's meta and i've gotten a lot of comments recently from people saying i really love your content i've been bitching your stuff and i ask why and almost every response has the main first sentence that he put he's like holy they say like holy crap how do you put out daily videos 
That's one mm-hmm. thing. Two, honestly, you have fresh things to say. Three, you're funny, which is surprising. I don't think I'm that funny. I just think I add some humor. And he goes, yeah, and the editing. I'm like, that's all I want. I'm like, if people are getting that, that means I'm doing it right and I just got to keep doing it and one day it'll work out. Yeah, that's all you need to do. And how do you get all this fresh content? Oh, yeah. I think part of it has to be from capturing. Yes, from capturing. Uh, we, we're doing this topic because Chance's idea, but also very meta. Two people in our membership community are here now in the Rise Productive Podcast. Welcome. And uh, they were talking yesterday about like testing different apps around. And I think there's a good, good conversation to be had about um, what apps to use versus what apps to try out. And whether you should just use one, you know, uh, or or have a certain workflow. And to get this started off, we're going to use David Allen as our springboard, the, the guy who wrote Getting Things Done, the one of the most well-acclaimed productivity books of all time. Your mind is for having ideas, not holding them. David Allen. Top-tier quote. Top-tier quote, perfect for the idea of capturing. I like what you were saying about um, what was going on in the, the Discord um, community the other day because I forget the gentleman who asked, but Jonah, Jonah, yeah, it was Jonah. He was um asking about Obsidian, like whether to go with one app when you try out new apps. And I think it's a really nice question because I think it's worth testing different systems to see which one eventually will work best for you. But mm-hmm. Dimitri, your answer was really nice of having specific time allotted for trying new apps. Because you don't want to be in the heat of things and putting important things in multiple places. I think this is, just jumping in right here, one of the biggest downfalls of capturing. And I'll use myself as an example. Mm-hmm. Is sometimes I take pictures of stuff. I have screenshots that serve as like important information. I have my Apple Notes where I just randomly have written stuff down in the past and continues to be a system that I'm trying to ultimately just get rid of entirely, trying to make it obsolete. Yeah. I have stuff on to do it yeah. or not. I have stuff on to doist, which like I've been using mostly now. And I think I'll try to transition to as much as possible, as much as that app allows me. Yes. Now, also have notion, which has a little more detail, a little more task. I don't know. It's a little more task and like, um, document oriented. Like mm-hmm. you host a lot more documents on there, but it's not really, tasks and so i have mm-hmm. all this stuff in all these different places and the system bothered me as much now because like with notion apple notes and all the other stuff like i'm mostly weeding that out and i'm mostly just living on todoist and my google calendar now <coughs> but before this was such an issue because i had apple notes i was writing stuff down on paper and i would tell myself oh yeah i gotta do this thing let me write it down and i write down my personal agenda and then I go and study at a library somewhere and I don't bring my physical agenda. Well, I tried looking at my Apple notes. I can't find it in there. And all of a sudden, I don't remember what I need to do. I just, even if I captured it, being able to have easy, re, I don't want to say recall, but e- easily accessible to those ideas is just as important. And if you're all over the place, that can be um, quite detrimental, even if you are really good at capturing ideas. Yeah, that's really that's a really good point. The the idea of having a system is really important here. And yeah, I guess just just to to leapfrog this discussion, 
or not leapfrog, jumpstart this discussion. The main important thing about capturing is obviously what you end up doing afterwards. It's like uh, there's this framework that a guy of mine has, which is uh, input. It's iCore framework. It's like inputs. Um, dang it. I'm really mad that I don't remember. <laughs> One second. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a very good system. I'm just bad with acronyms, like oh, atrociously bad with acronyms. So I forgive me, but it, it's basically like it talks about the whole process of like you need to to input your notes to then like curate them to to the you need it, they need to be easily accessible, easily inputable, but then easily retrievable as well. Um, I'll find the acronym at some point during this episode. But having a system that works with a framework like that is really important because, as you said. If you don't know where the thing is after you put the thing in, it's a waste. Um, if you can't reference it to other things, it's a waste. If you have a hard time putting it on in the first place, it's a waste. So it's like finding something that allows you to do all of those things really well is kind of the key to capturing and getting the whole knowledge management side of things done as well. Because it's the one thing to write everything down. It's another thing to write everything down and then have the information so easily accessible that it does serve as a second brain per se. Yeah, exactly. And so I think one of the first things you definitely need to do is kind of consider the nature of your work, the nature of your lifestyle and kind of think about what system is going to be best for you. And so I've been back and forth on notion. I've been really trying to get super deep into notion, but one of the biggest issues for me with Notion is that I'm not always at my desk. I'm not mm. always on my laptop even. I, I spend a lot of my time either reading physical books. I have that Remarkable where I post a lot of information now too. All my notes are on there, handwritten. And on the fly, I'm using my phone a lot to capture ideas that I have. Not just about school assignments, but just any kind of ad hoc stuff that needs to get done. Just yeah. for groceries, administrative stuff and whatnot. And so if you consider the nature of what goes on in a, a daily routine for me, where I'm sitting on the train, going to class, maybe not even opening up my laptop during a class, because some classes don't allow it. Yeah. And then my study habits just involve reading almost the whole time writing, but not typing. And so I'm never really in front of a computer. And I think with something like Notion, it is totally optimized for the desktop experience. Yeah. The mobile sure. experience, fine, fine. It's like, okay. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. It, it's mid tier. And mid. so if you're going to use Notion, but you're mainly someone who's interacting with the productivity app mobily, I, I don't know. I, from my experience, it's been a little tough. I think it's a little hard to get to exactly the page you want, pulling out the template and using it correctly. Just stuff like that. Like the organization yeah. is never going to be as nice as it is on a desktop. Mostly just because of the view. But yeah. 100%. And I think obviously there, there are like some workarounds to it. Like I have the mobile view. But even then, in order to have a fully... Like this is, this is something that you need a full assistant for. Is like if you had someone who would be able to make a full like responsive layout to like making it look better in mobile for every page and every navigation part of it. Like literally mm -hmm. everything have like another view for mobile. That's the only way to make it like even decent. Because when we're look when I exit when I end up going from like my mobile 
different three sections and I go to like a resource page. I mean, that page just looks like dog water on the uh, app, mobile app. It's like, man, I really wish I could just not be here right now. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I think for someone like you, I think it's more of a rare case where you're trying to navigate Notion on your phone versus just on the desktop because you do work from home. You do do mm-hmm. the YouTube channel. And so you're sitting at your desk with the dual monitor for a large majority of the time yep. that you're working. And so you're able to capture very well there. And I am quite envious of this. I'm not trying to bash on no, Notion in okay. any kind of way. Like I think it is the superior system and I want to be at a place where I can use it really proficiently, but just with like, I I, I thought about this really hard because <laughs> for so no, long, yeah. I'm like, why am I just not like sticking with Notion? Like there's so many habits and systems in the past year and a half of my self-help journey that, have really mm. stuck with me. But I'm like, why can't I get this notion thing like around my skull? And it's like, well, I just think the nature of what I'm doing doesn't really add up with what the typical notion user is doing. And so it just like, it hasn't stuck to me in like a major way. There's still some things I do on there. Obviously all the rice productive stuff is still on there, but yeah. I'm always on my desktop when I'm doing stuff like that. Like I needed to record, I need to be at my desktop. And so I'm making a switch to Todoist, but um, we can talk about that in a minute. I just want to make the point that you need to be considering the context of your situation when you're thinking about how you're going to capture things. 100%. Like yesterday, uh, AG texted me asking him, asking me what note-taking app I would recommend. This is funny. Let's our go. friends... He, he's on his self-help journey, bro. Is he? All right. I think it's so funny, though. A lot of our friends have, like, gone from memeing on me about the stuff when I started, and then now, like, they just ask me for advice. And I'm like, y'all y'all don't remember how, like, goofy you were about this before. But anyways, um, <laughs> it's like, I'm like, yeah, thanks for the... I'm like, I appreciate it. Like, that's, that's really nice that he reached out to me. And I was like, craft, I guess, if you're on a Mac, but also, like, I, I didn't. I said Notion, Craft, or OneNote. I actually genuinely think OneNote is better than a lot of people give it credit for because it's very easily accessible and it's very good. It's like I don't. I actually don't know why people more, more people don't try it out. I've used it at work and um, I liked it back when I used it at my job. I, I think it's a great system. I think that's why the uh, Notion OneNote video did so well because I like emulated the same thing in Notion. People are like, "Oh, dang, that's kind of cool." And it's because yeah. the, the OneNote system worked great. Like, I don't, I don't know what to say. It's just a good, good notebook sort of vibe. And in that sense, the reason I switched was because exactly what you said. I had a lot of computer availability and Notion can do more than just take notes where OneNote's just pretty much a note-taking app. Um, and same with Crafts. Crafts pretty much just a note-taking app at this point. And they do it really well. So it's like, there's obviously two different arguments. Should you do everything in one app or should you segment based on proficiency like should you have a tool belt or should you have a swiss army knife right uh and honestly it's up to preference and this is this is a big thing in productivity apps that that gets lost often but ali abdel is probably gonna talk about it in his book and he talks about it often it's like do you like it does it fit what you're doing use that stop trying anything else like if you're genuinely enjoying the capturing process of thoughts and ideas and then the retrieval don't try other stuff get better at the thing that you like yeah exactly yeah i do think that 
Yeah, this is like the law of attraction. Just like do do the thing that is attractive to to you in your situation innately. And like it even goes further than that. Not just the law of attraction. I think you should treat productivity apps the way that you treat relationships and the way that you treat your career path. Are you liking it? Are you excelling at it? Yes. Stop trying other stuff. Do you like the girl? Is it going well? Yes. Stop having side hose. <laughs> like it just, it's kind of like, it's the best way to get good at it. People's like, how do you know this stuff about Notion? I'm like I've used mainly that for three years. Like a, a little known fact about my productivity app journey is that I only spend the time reviewing. I only spend the time messing around in applications that I don't use and that I end up reviewing as I'm reviewing them. <laughs> no, I believe that. It's literally, if I do a review on something I've never done it before, first time using the application will be as I'm recording the video. <laughs> because but, I'll, do, I'll do research beforehand and then just be like, all right, those are the features. Let me just run through it. But that makes sense to me because you're pretty solid at reviewing apps at this point, I would say. And you're already so proficient, at least a couple, like you have like mastery in notion and to do us, I would say Google yeah. calendar and probably a couple others at this point. But, um, yeah, I mean like you can open an app and if you have a general idea of what kind of purpose it serves, is it more of like a knowledge based organization? Is it more of like a to do is to do list or more of like a note taking app? You can open it and it's not going to be anything, you know, earth shattering like it's all going to be mm -hmm. similar stuff with different levels of functionality different pros and cons so like that makes perfect sense to me i do think the thing you were saying with one note is actually really interesting because i've noticed that a lot of people recently like in undergrad i noticed everybody started using notion from like freshman to senior year i saw a lot yeah. more people use notion but recently in law school i've seen a lot of people using one note it's yeah. it's solid it looks it's really good. nice. It, it, Microsoft does a lot of things well. I think we give them a lot of... Anyone that's the top dog deserves hate. This is my general opinion. Mm -hmm. Top dog deserves to get crapped on so that they don't become... Uh, they don't become complacent yeah. with their status. But yeah, OneNote's just good. I don't... I don't. If anyone thinks it's bad, I think you you haven't given it its fair shake. So that's... My opinion on one note, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and so yeah, it's 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 a tough question of like whether you're gonna have the tool kit, like the whole tool belt, or you're gonna be a Swiss Army knife. And I think for me right now, I think I'm gonna be a uh, I think I'm gonna be a, a toolkit. I think I'm gonna and be the whole good. thing. I think when it comes to capturing things, you're going to really enjoy Todoist because of its easy capture from like a, a phone perspective, whether you verbally say it, you can probably get it. You can get it to do a verbal capture. I don't know if you, you can do like, you know, Hey, insert woman name here. So it doesn't go on my phone. Uh, <laughs> the woman Siri, uh, just so that you can capture easily and say, remember that I do this at like 5 p.m. tomorrow or something and then it'll just be there and the organization there is really nice the quick capture while you're on a computer is really nice but the note taking obviously in Notion 
is is something that's way better than Todoist. But since you don't like the mobile experience, you just find a mobile app that works for you. And I think, you know, OneNote could be a good option for that. Obviously, you do write um, your notes now with uh, with your remarkable. remarkable, which is intriguing. Yeah, we should do a uh, an episode on that at some point. I want to talk about it. Yeah, I don't. Here's the thing. I love that you're doing it. I think it's great. I think it should be a better exercise for me journaling wise um, than than what I currently do than typing. But, you know, writing in general has been always a negative thing for me because I've had bad handwriting and I'm a lefty. So not only did I get scrutinized for how my writing looked, I'd always have to wash my hands like every time I'd write because the Mm -hmm. whole drag situation. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. It was like I didn't even think it, of it. Writing isn't made for lefties, not the English language. No, no, it's just so stupid. I hate it because it's just like I look at it uh, after I finish writing. I'm like, this doesn't even look good, and my hands jacked up. And this is dumb. <laughs> <laughs> and I, yeah. and I think I obviously get a work done my handwriting, but it, it's good for the brain. It's good for the brain to write it out. Yeah, I mean, like, there's definitely studies that show that writing is better than typing for processing information when you're being lectured, because it's been shown that a lot of people who type can type really fast, and so they transcribe rather than engaging with what is being said, but because you can't write as fast as someone can speak, like, there's literally no way. You have to be able Mm. to summarize and make, like, main points out of what they're saying, and so you're actually engaging with what you're hearing by writing that makes a lot of sense to me because i sometimes go full-fledged um robot mode when i'm hearing something i really need to do right and obviously there's two sides to that argument it's like if i'm getting every little bit of this request out of this person's mouth at work honestly yeah it's it's the same thing but when you're trying to learn something different different Mm -hmm. conversation um Something interesting that you might find is in a month-ish or in a couple of weeks, I'm, I have a video coming out called um, Stop Using These Apps. It's called <laughs> Stop Using These Apps. I think it's Basecamp, uh, Evernote, and I think I allude to OneNote, but also say it's fine. So I have a genuine issue I'm, I'm realizing with analog options when it comes to digital plane things. So like, why does Basecamp exist? It has no database functionality, has no auto-sorting. Checkboxing doesn't even auto-archive unless you like press it multiple times. You can't search for things you've already done. Um, I don't get the point to pay 100 bucks a month for something that could be done with pen and paper. Um, 100 so like, bucks a month? Yeah, but it's a flat fee. So say you have 100 members, it's a great deal. Um, but I'm still like, bro, this is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. In my life. I used it in my old job because someone wanted to implement it and then stop. We stopped using it. It was really stupid. Um, probably the worst experience of my life. I hated every minute of it. And <laughs> <laughs> I'll stop. Um, I just hate Basecamp. And I think I really have a problem with analog solutions on a digital plane. It's like if you're going to go analog, use pen and paper so you get the mental benefits of it. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely like, agree the, with that. What the hell are you? What's the point? Yeah, you know? exactly. And this is why I like the remarkable. It's like not only can I write everything pen and paper, I can then put it into folders. I can organize myself. I can transcribe it if I really wanted to, or like uh, not transcribe it, but convert it into text. 
So then it can yep, all go on sure. to like something like a OneDrive or something, and then I can control F everything and condense it down really nicely. So like, I don't know. I, I think it was a no brainer for me or like if you're someone who wants to like use like an iPad and a stylus, I think it's a nice hybrid of like analog and digital, but solely analog systems. It doesn't make sense. Like if you're typing something and you can't organize that into nice folders or yeah, you just can't like do anything further with it. Then what is the point? At least when you're using the remarkable, you're getting the mental benefits of it. That's like, I would say that people who get really mad at Remarkable for its pricing, I'm like, all right, fine. Just use Basecamp and Evernote all the time and tell me which one you'll hate more because um, I'll hate paying... I'll hate the Remarkable less because at least I'm getting the writing feeling when it comes to Evernote or or these other apps like Basecamp that just have just purely like analog systems on a digital plane. I'm like, bro, I could have used a Word doc. I don't know what the... <laughs> what you're making me pay this money for yeah that's ridiculous that's so yeah. ridiculous um and so yeah i kind of want you to talk about um because i think we've been talking about my capturing system a little bit here and i've alluded to the nature of um your capturing system but um I, i'd like for you to go in a little more detail for the folks here who are looking to master the art of uh capturing because i think you're one who does it quite well thank you appreciate it um i think capturing for me is like a state of mind god that was so stupid (laughs) (laughs) that was so dumb um uh yeah capturing for me is a constant state i'm in uh it's it's fleshing out things not completely as they come but fleshing out the gist of everything as it comes so like if you have an epiphany about something you need to speak it you need to write it you need to type it i'm i'm just any at any moment any little small thing i think oftentimes the best some of the best episodes ideas we've had that we've probably lost to the wind were spoken and then we were just we didn't write it down immediately and you know it's like all right are you ruining the moment am i am i really ruining the moment by always having these great moments that occur later i don't think so because when i'm working through a youtube video or something uh like for example there's there's this thing that happened on a call the other day um me and danny hatcher were on a really great uh youtube mastermind where we just discuss like where both of our channels are headed and he gave me this idea about when somebody talks about their productivity system that's like a, a popular YouTuber, you need to make a critique video on it. Just like you do with apps and their and their workflow. And I'm like, and I had an epiphany and I just started typing. And it was awkward for him <laughs> for like two minutes. And then we got back. And then now I have the actual full-fledged epiphany written out. And there was only like two minutes of awkwardness. Two minutes of awkwardness is worth the later benefits i'm gonna get from all that video series that's gonna exist in my opinion oh absolutely yeah you you shouldn't feel any kind of i mean you do that to me too is like you shouldn't feel any kind of awkwardness with the fact that you're trying to capture a really important idea yeah like this menial conversation can get picked up whenever (laughs) yeah you know but like in the grand scheme of things like it is something important and i think that 
you should value and respect both yourself and other people's ideas. And I think that if someone just needs that moment to be like, yeah, let me write this down. This is like super important right now. Let me just, just let them do it. Like it's, it's, it, I really, I think if you normalize that amongst your friends, like, like I said, you do that. I do that. It's like, it's fine. Like it's just something that we do. So like a question I'm often asked is how do you make so many videos? It blows my mind that you make so many videos. Dude, I just never miss in my head when there's an idea. I'm go grabs phone, capture inbox, second brain, make video. Like right now, I'm doing it right now, based off of what we just said. Make video on Ali Abdul's productivity system, and then I'm gonna duplicate that page and change the name to Matt Diavella. <laughs> And then duplicate that to Thomas Frank. It's all about getting one idea, duplicating whatever it is, changing up a section of it, right? So you gave me an idea a while back of like a a blank versus blank series on apps, okay? When you did that, like later, all I did was I captured everything in my brain, duplicated the page a million times. And every time something would pop into my head, I duplicate the page and and change and append it. It's all about capturing based ideas and then appending. Nothing is that original, okay? Everything is like reviews, comparisons, critiques, or dumb rants. And all I got to do is anytime I'm in a ranty mood or a reviewing mood, you just got to go with your mood and capture based off the mood and that mood will really fit then what you want to create later. Then this doesn't have to be with content consumption. This can be with like, if you're in the mood about like getting your kitchen more organized, write the hell out of what you want to get rid of in your kitchen or what you want to get in your kitchen. Yeah, Don't exactly. Wait. Yeah, and I think you made a really nice point about how you constantly make YouTube videos because this is what the point I wanted to get to is that the art of capturing, I think, is one of the tools, if not the tool, that supports that constant flow state of just like doing the thing. Like we had an episode in the past where we talked about I forget exactly what it was, but basically having that creator's mindset instead of the consumer mindset where you watch content, you absorb everything that you're doing or just notice all the thoughts that you're having and you're writing them down. You're turning them into ideas. And I think that when you make that switch is super key, but the way that you make that switch is by capturing things and looking at things as, okay, I just thought about this or I just watched this. How can I turn this into a piece of content? Or how can I use this to better my life? Like you made like an excellent example with like the kitchen. Like if I go over to someone else's apartment and I see that they have, I don't know, just like some appliance I think is really nice or like the, the way they organize mm-hmm. like their dishes or whatever is like super, super cool. I want to do something like that. Just write it down and then say in the future, okay, I'm going to either like buy something that helps me organize my kitchen or I'm going to organize my kitchen in a new way that I want to. You don't have to do it right away because I think that that's where a lot of people get lost on this is that <coughs> people think like, okay, my kitchen looks dirty. I need to start cleaning. And they start cleaning aimlessly. Like you start wiping off the stove or you know, doing the dishes. Yes. And then you're just kind of flowing from one thing to another. But rather, why don't you just step back and take a moment to plan it and capture everything that needs to get done 
And then that may even become like a consistent system that you use in the future. Like you could print it out and put it on the wall and say like every week I'm going to do A, B, C, and D to clean the kitchen. Systems are much more important than the actions taken. Tweet that podcast, Sean. So Yeah, you got to capture systems as much as you capture tasks and assignments. Here's a perfect example. When I paced around this damn basement, I had an epiphany on how I should have an editing workflow and a recording workflow in a monthly format where I'm batching everything. I then unlocked 30 hours in a month that then allowed me to make monthly uploads because I, I basically subtracted 30 hours of work from my life in a month. Like, cause I, I figured out if you record everything at once and then edit only one process and then edit only one process and then do all the finish edits at once in the aggregate, you will turn around less to record two different microphones. You will, by only having one shot, you will be ever edit every video like 45 minutes quicker because now they're all um, YouTube recordings. Uh, oh, sorry, not you, sorry, uh, app recordings pretty much. And they're in one shot. Uh, you will use this new process that saves you another 30 minutes, right? Editing wise with like the whole, it cuts down all the dead space. If, it, if I didn't have those, that capture like rant almost or capture like avalanche and I just started recording, I don't know if that ever would have happened, this new system. Yeah, yeah, I think that that is another huge benefit of capturing is like you just continue to like build on these ideas of how you can better things in your life. You don't yeah, act it, on the epiphany. You act on the epiphany m mindset. Like you act on the capture ability of the epiphany. Because we often have these really great connections in our brain that yes, you could immediately have a connection in a, a circumstance like a football game that you need to make an audible call, right? But then what you need to do if you're doing it on the practice field is you don't need to make the damn audible call then. You stop the practice and you realize that in this set, during these specific type of defensive alignments in football, you should make said um, audibles at the line. And then you create a system that makes sense with your coach based on that. You don't do, like when, you're, when it's in the game, yeah, obviously you got audible. But when it's outside of the game, you got to capture that. So unless you're mid-video recording, capture the hell out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not about doing the epiphany. It's about getting the most out of that epiphany because then in the aggregate, you're not getting one win. You're getting like, in theory, an infinite number of wins. Yeah, exactly. I think that was a nice analogy because it is kind of hard to capture the mindset we're trying to illustrate here of just like continuously thinking of system improvements. But yeah, I think that was, that was nice. Yeah, halt the practice, be like, coach, in this set, we should do this. Let's iron out all the different variations of audible calls that we can do if they're in this set based on the personnel on the field. Like, duh. Why would you not? <laughs> why would you not? Because then when you get into the game, you're going to have disjointed wide receivers not understanding the fact that you're going to have to manually. It's just like with the video editing. Like, you're going to have to manually audible each route for the four dudes rather than calling it calling a joint audible, which will take you like mm -hmm. five seconds. What if it's in a two-minute drill? It's going to save you the game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, that is a really good point. And I think that 
in the way that it saves you the game, it saves you a lot of time. I think a lot of people think that writing all this stuff down, this is another critique, I think, of capturing in general. Like you kind of explained it with like um, talking with Danny. is like you're sitting there and you're taking two minutes of your life to just write something down. Like some people would say, why don't you just go do the thing right now? Well, it's like that seems even more rude. And <laughs> if you live in that kind of paradigm, then the inverse of that is don't go do it right now. Think about it, remember it, and then go do it later. And the fundamental uh, theory of capturing is that you're not going to remember things. We're really good at making ideas, not holding them, like David Allen says. And so you need a system where you actually take the time to think about what you've captured and make those improvements. Like for me, my desk setup, like my laptop doesn't always exist on my desk. I take it with me on the go all the time. And every time I need to put my laptop down, it, it, this is especially true with my old laptop. I always had to charge my laptop because this thing had the worst battery life. Yeah. And thankfully I have a new laptop with a really good battery life, but I was thinking, you know what? Like, I have this new laptop. I just got like a new charger and like I'm so tired of having to plug in my charger. Yeah. Weave it behind my desk and sit in the perfect spot and then unplug it, unweave it and put it in my backpack Pain every point. day. It's such a yeah, it's such a point of friction for me. Like it just makes me not want to even work at my desk. I'm like why would I even sit at my desk? And so one day I was doing this and I was like what if I bought a second charger? <laughs> And I immediately just captured it. And then, I don't know, I, I don't remember. I didn't do it in the moment, but next time I was on the train, I just got on Amazon, ordered another charger, and boom, now it has improved my life in so many ways. Yeah. But it's just like, if you never capture those things, you're going to continue living in those moments of friction. I think people often miss uh, a good point about task batching, which is unlike what most people think, the majority of things are not as urgent as they seem, right? So if you do a lot of the same system thinking at once, in the aggregate, you will save total time, which means you will be a more productive individual, which means you will gain benefits when it comes to your work, your general life. Uh, all of my minimalism stuff from like a huge batch perspective is always done at once. All of my, and that's because I'll think to myself like, ah, dude, I don't really want to get this off of my closet. What is everything I could get rid of my closet? Because if I had done it the other way around, you're just switching between things too often. And when you switch, it takes you 15 plus minutes to refocus. But if you're always in the state of when you get into a capture flow, you capture, 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 then you work, work, work. And when you're doing those two different systems, you're not wasting much time. Because you're, you're accurately and actively capturing consistently and then you're working, working, working consistently in a flow state. So in those two circumstances, you're getting the most out of the systems of your brain. I'm using systems very vaguely here. It's more of just like a, so, so people get the jargon. Um, yeah. Literally like you have different systems of your brain. But if you're working in a capture state and you get the most out of that and then you're working in just a work state and you're getting the most out of that, in total you will produce more, you will save more time. And you will be more successful in whatever it is you're trying to do, whether it be personal or professional. Like, for example, I got nine video ideas just now. If you'd like to continue listening to this conversation, you'll need to subscribe at riseproductive.com slash membership or on your favorite podcast app. 
Once you do, you'll get full-length access to these episodes of the Rise Productive Podcast, as well as access to our subscriber-only podcast and newsletter, The Weekly Pour Over.